Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Samut Studio on this Sunday evening in Venice Beach, California. With my co-host, once again, filling in for the one and only Joey Nocho Prano. My buddy, you know him as Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. <laughs> Why did I say your name? I went like, Tug Coker. I don't know, it was very, very country. Maybe you knew I'd been in back in Virginia. And in parts of Indiana in the past month, and you just, you, you knew I picked up that sort of uh, dialect. You look too nice tonight, Tug, I must, I must say. Well, let's tell the people what, you know, we talked about yesterday about jumping back on, we know, we're, we're, we're you know, working out Joe's schedule. I said, maybe I could do it. You asked me again today to confirm. I said, oh, oh yeah, I have a date with my wife. So I'm going to the date. I figure I got two beers sitting next to me. Yeah. In that time, we're going to talk. When those beers are done, I'm gonna walk out of this smut shack, smut studio. It's a studio. You got it. You got to be studio. Respect the studio. Thank you. Respect. Walk across the street and go have dinner with my wife. So I'm dressed up. You look nice. Now, this is a new restaurant that just opened. Yes, and you said that no restaurants in your time living here has ever survived this this spot. Which I said I find interesting is it's a tourist hotbed of traffic of people. It's directly across the street. It's directly under the Venice sign, the infamous Venice yeah. sign that every tourist takes pictures with. I'll send out a picture um, on my Instagram at Tug Coker later just to show you guys um, where this place will probably not be in six months. Because apparently, according to Andy Ruther, no, no restaurant has ever survived. Well, I, I assume the rent... I, it's got to be ridiculous. It has to be ridiculous. 20000 a month. It might... Mm. That's what most... Do you know that's what most of the businesses... On Abbott Kinney in Venice, and some on Main Street in Santa Monica. Twenty? How? Twenty thousand dollars a month just for rent? How many plates do you have to sell to break even? I have no idea how restaurants survive with a twenty k rent. Unless, no, I have no idea. Unless, like, well, the one place I know, my buddy has a place called Felix on Abbott Kinney. It's a pasta place, and and, and it's world class pasta. Yeah, world class. I saw. I think I told you back in December, who do I see part, uh, having drinks in the lobby there was none other than Jeff Bezos. Amazon owner. And Michael Strahan together. That's an interesting couple. Very way, interesting. Was Bezos showing off his abs? Well, Bezos is out there now, you know. Everyone, <laughs> you know he lost, he lost a, you know, a, a bill, I think, to his lady, so he's out there. I don't think he about. lost a bill. I think he, uh, he cheated on her, which then uh, caused the bill to be gone, right? Correct. I'm not gonna give him. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna, I'm not gonna throw any sympathy to Bezos for that. Nor should you. Remember, remember the National Enquirer tried to uh, extort him, and he's like, "No, no, no." Yeah. He said, "We got, we got, we got, you know, a hold of texts and stuff." And he's like, he came out and said it. When you get to that level of money, I just don't know what you do. I'd like to find out. I'd like to have the opportunity to have that amount of money, and then I'll tell you. Billion dollars. I mean, he's got multiple billions. I mean, this is... I'd be so ridiculous. 
Would you still live in the smut studio if you had a billion dollars? <laughs> I'd like you to still live in the smut studio as a billionaire. And just, I don't know. And, and basically just dumb and dumber people around. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Dumb and dumber Here you people. go. He's yeah. <laughs> Calum. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Actually, I, I did have that discussion with the mayor. We were saying, at what level of money would I need to move out of here? And we, we I don't know, we, we got stuck on the, on the figure 500 grand. And he goes, he goes let's say you, you, something happened with like dirty sports or you landed some sort of gig where in 2020 you made 500 grand. He goes, do you move out of the smart studio and we both know how expensive it is out here? I said, no. Because if it wasn't guaranteed, you're like, okay, I'll put a lot in the bank, but with 500 grand, you'd have to wait another year to see where that goes, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You agree with that assessment, right? Yeah, 100%. Because you're because you're you're probably locked to a pretty decent rate, right? I'm I mean, a, I'm in rent control. Yeah, me too. And so until you find the, the actual place in California, I think people don't have a clue. Like, um, you got to stay you got to stay in rent control until like you have a sure thing. You're basically boxed in. Right? Absolutely. I'm glad that we're breaking down the uh, the, the financial situation. That, that that this is the time of year. It's absolutely that time of year. I'm getting a text from the bartender I'm going to meet in an hour okay. for cocktails. I, and I'm, I'm going to text him right now. Andy thinks you're done. Well, no, in no, six, no, no, no. I'm telling you, you're done in six. Why come now? Why come at all? You're done in six months. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. No. no. What do you think a, uh, what do you think a, like what's a drink over there? I looked today, uh, uh, an old fashioned I think is 16. 16 bucks for yeah. a mixed drink, an old yeah. fashioned. Yep. Jesus. I'll tell you I'll tell you right now, as a matter of fact. That's that's how they have to pay for no, that. No, no, I lied. I lied. I lied, guys. I lied. What is it? Old fashioned is fourteen. No, it's only fourteen. Negroni is fifteen. Martini is fifteen. If you want a tiki drink, it's eighteen. Margarita sixteen. And they throw in a a, a frose for fifteen. My dad, shout out to Walt Ruther. His head just exploded. Because he loves Frosé? No, because... Oh, the he, prices. The prices. <laughs> he loves Frosé. <laughs> <laughs> Big Frosé guy. Walt Ruther's oh. head just exploded from hearing that. He, he, he just went into... He just had, my dad just had his fourth heart attack. He's had three. He just had his fourth. Just, just hearing that. When, he's been out here once. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the prices. I talked to my parents uh, when I was back in Virginia, and I, and I said... Um, Something about can we help you know contribute to your flight or whatever? I said no, I got this. And I said if you want to, you can help contribute to my parent, my kids' preschool. Yeah. And they're like how much? Like how much is it? I said thirteen hundred a month. And they're like you, you. They basically their head exploded at that. So you're going private? Well, it's preschool. They, kindergarten. The, the 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 elementary school is good. The elementary school is is a, is a public school. So I'm just trying to get them to public school. Thirteen hundred a month. You, so you're Santa Monica School District. Yeah. So you're and, in a good school district. The public school. Well, the public schools are very good. So yeah. We're gonna go to public school for for kindergarten. We got to get them to this like basically like a preschool. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this works. I, I just I just basically tell my wife tells me to, what to pay and I and I pay it. Man. The, yeah. The real world is tough. It's really don't guys. I know a lot of you are college in college recent college grads. 
don't. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't go into the real world. Don't. Stay. Stay in college. Everyone, you know, talks about this as a joke, but like everyone was finishing in four years, and all, and all you know, friends, Colorado, Boulder, all these guys stay five, six years. They, they were ahead of their time. They were. Do it. Stay five, six, seven years. I did five. Absolutely. But although my five was because I was a double, it wasn't. I say I did five, but like I was actually taking class. You know, it wasn't me just dicking around. Yeah. Because my dad wouldn't allow that. But and, 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 and the preschool maybe less. I, I don't know, but it's a lot. Maybe I'm just exaggerating, but it feels like it's killing me. It's tearing me apart. I'm also, you know, what's sad uh, today, guys. That you're quick, drinking. Quick. That you're drinking Modelo out of a plastic cup. I'm drinking Modelo out of a plastic cup in and a I'm Venice doing Beach it. apartment. Yep, that's exactly right. And and my guy lost today. Roger Federer lost today in an epic five setter today. Just to just to. Button up Wimbledon 2019. Hopefully people were watching. I talked about it on Wednesday or Thursday. Like, this sport should be respected. I understand it's a country club sport, but it's mono mono That's so special. Can I ask you something? Two legends to do. And he had, he had match point on his racket. Two serves. Or two chances to win. Did not do did it. Did I miss something? Was it not live on ABC? Re-air. That's, what is that? We're in that time of year where there's nothing going on. But they didn't air it live? No, they did. On, on, on ESPN. Oh, okay. What time was that? 6 a.m. Okay. I wondered because I got up. to catch up. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, yeah. I thought, are they really re-airing this at noon? Yeah, I wasn't getting up at 6 a.m. Exactly. So you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the person. You're the person like, we need Andy Ruther. We know Andy Ruther's not going to do 6 a.m. Let's do, let's do noon. Yeah, but, but that, that mindset, I don't get that because. What else is on? Well, I'm just not. I just didn't watch it because yeah. my, my mindset is I already know who won. Some people don't. I don't think they're thinking about you. I think they're thinking about older people who don't have in, watch the internet. They they tune in after church, come back, yeah, sit down, I got have their you. lunch and watch tennis. But yeah, guys, incredible match for for the for the you know for the dozen of you out there that are are, are big tennis people like myself. This is the difference between. I mean, I love Federer. I think he's the greatest to ever play. I think this opens the door now for Djokovic to be the best ever. Now, how many majors does Djokovic have? Uh, Djokovic has sixteen. Is it Djokovic or just Djokovic? It's definitely not Djokovic. <laughs> that sounds like Djokovic. Are you joking? No, I'm Djokovic. Nijok- I'm ah, <laughs> it's, hola- it's no joke for you. Djokovic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like the Chris Paul, Cliff Paul for State Farm when they have Djokovic on. <laughs> It's going to be the State Farm agent is Djokovic. Leave it to me to completely butcher it. No, it's definitely not Djokovic. Uh, he has 16. Nadal has 18. Federer has tw- 20. And to me, that, that, that one could be the one that could Federer over the edge. Could have sent him to 21, make it that much harder for those guys to catch him. Had, had the championship on his racket. Um, and, and I think played better than Djokovic for most. But, he, uh, but as a fan of Federer, he doesn't win the close... He has trouble. I think he just he plays so artfully that sometimes people that are maybe just a, a tick more mentally tough than him, Djokovic and Nadal find an edge. And I was so so I was ready to to just basically do a claw 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 for Feds. Yeah. And um, and no, it didn't happen. Now with with that win, so he's so he's I'm sorry, he's two two above Nadal. Four above Djokovic, Djokovic, 
And um, basically, you pencil in the, f- the French every year for Nadal. So assuming he wins the next two years, he's going to catch Federer. And then you, and then Djokovic will be the favorite for every other tournament. Yeah. So it the 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 it seems like they've got Federer in their sights. Who of these guys do I want to party with? Any? All. All of them. Hundred percent all. Um, it's, there's something about Nadal that feels like a, maybe like a monkish behavior. Like he just he just li- he he <laughs> he plays tennis and he goes back into a hyperbaric chamber to sleep and comes and wakes up and plays tennis again. I don't know. Djokovic is pretty fun. I mean, people. Some people. Don't Where's like, he from again? Djokovic. Yeah. I want to say Serbia, but someone can correct me on YouTube if it's not Serbia. Um. It's wild how the Americans have sucked for so long. We got a couple young guys that are coming up, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking but this about this has got to be the biggest drought in American tennis history, right? No, there's no doubt. Like without a doubt, there's no doubt. Like we had query. Sam Query was in the quarters, lost to Nadal. Um, there's a couple young guys, TFO, a couple other young guys that are kind of on the come up, but um, Tiafo, if you want to, however you pronounce it. Who's the last American male? Andy Roddick. Is it Roddick? Was it U.S. Open? Yep. Man. It's the only one he won. It's wild. Yeah. Because the, the women are still killing the game. Well, Serena was in the final. Yeah. Um, and she played someone, I think, in the quarters. Um, Michael Chang doesn't have a kid ready to play yet? Uh, maybe. Bro, I yeah. fell I fell down a Michael Chang Wikipedia rabbit hole. Why? Because we were discussing, the mayor and I were ironically discussing tennis in the last couple weeks. And then he said he had, then we talked about how, I don't know how we, we were just, you know how we were discussing I think, Reebok pumps. And I was saying Shaq, and then he goes, but Michael Chang was a big yeah. spokesperson and had an endorsement deal. And then we fell down that rabbit hole of, uh, Looking up like Michael Chang and you know then Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras and all those guys. I sent a text to Michael Costa today. You know everybody knows Costa from this podcast, but he has his own tennis podcast, played tennis in college and, and pros. Um, I, I said to him, "There's three guys that I can think of that have won majors in this big three era of Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and that's Stan Wawrinka who has three, Chilich who has one, and." Um, Del Potro has one, and Andy Murray, I believe, has three. Those to me are like, like how great would they be if they weren't in this era? Like, basically, I'm saying tennis fans need to enjoy this era because I don't yeah. think it gets better than this. I yeah. think it becomes a bit of a, a wasteland, you know, after these guys retire. Yeah, where like a guy picks off one or two majors. But um, I feel like we we view uh, football the same way, right? Like, like with quarterbacks. Do you think we're in a in a nice age of quarterbacks? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if if you look at it right now, if you say Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Ben Roethlisberger, and they, and if you look at all time, obviously Eli has two rings. He has the the yards. Philip Rivers has the yards. Like we're talking top ten all time. You're saying. Philip Rivers is a top ten all time quarterback. No, I'm saying yards wise. Oh, yards. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yes, of course. The the, the, the way the, the way quarterbacks Drew play Brees, these days. God, how did I forget him? Drew Brees. The way these quarterbacks play these days, it's all you know. They're just smashing. Yeah. You know, the it's all about the throw. You know, everyone's throwing nowadays. So yeah, you're gonna see records that don't make any sense to these great quarterbacks. And actually, that was another point which we didn't bring up last episode about Melvin uh, Gordon. 
his whole um, sitting out for his contract was that's another part. They say the running backs are just disposable because teams don't throw the ball. Or I'm sorry, they don't run the ball. So it makes that position more disposable. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I, yeah, you're right. That does, that does make sense. Um, like we don't need you as much because we're gonna we can we can if you, especially if you don't catch the ball. Yeah, you're not you're not. You got to be a back that can catch the ball. I saw a stat uh, the other day on Twitter, uh, as you know, Troy Aikman. Um, the Cowboys have a better all-time winning percentage without Troy Aikman than with Troy Aikman because of his one in one his one year we went one in fifteen. I just thought that was that's a wild stat. Yeah. They won three Super Bowls, so they have a better all-time winning percentage than the years in the years that Troikman didn't play than the years Troikman did play because of one awful. In, in a couple, season. I think, it, in, in the second year wasn't great either. But um, Troy, but I think Troikman is a guy that comes to mind because he's not he wasn't a guy that he was basically just a game you know manager. I was just gonna say Troy Aikman is really an interesting case when you look deep into it. I'm a Troikman guy. I love Troikman, but like, but I have friends who are also uh, Cowboys fans who love. Who's, who's, I'm trying to come around to the idea that like Romo is a better quarterback than Troikman. Well, th- well, that's that's an interesting discussion. Like, I've always been an Aikman guy too, but as years and maybe it's because of what you're saying, you see the quarterbacks now and the numbers they put up, which isn't necessarily fair because they weren't throwing the ball like that in the uh, in the '90s. But if you break it down, man, how many guys? Okay, let's let's just let's just because you know we love doing this in dirty sports. Prano and I love doing this. Let's just flip it. They played the Bills a couple times. Jim Kelly's getting just as many rings if Jim Kelly is the Cowboys' quarterback. Agreed. <laughs> Did you hear that? The mayor that was incredible. Coming in hot with some anti. The guy has cancer, you asshole. Jesus, no sympathy from the mayor. That was unbelievable. Jim Kelly can suck the it, timing. is what he said. Does not care about Jim Kelly. No, no regard for Jim Kelly. You know what's crazy though? It also shows you my whole building, the knowledge they're getting every time we do a show. Every single person can hear this podcast. We've done 538. You're losing downloads because there's this this complex is so big, and that everyone can hear it. They don't click on it because <laughs> they're hearing it live. <laughs> what if there What if there's secretly somebody in Savage Town who's like, dude, I didn't follow sports two years ago. Now they're like diehard LeBron James fan. They know all about the Russell West, yeah. the Russell Wilson versus Eli Manning debates. Yep. yep. Wild. Absolutely wild, but but back to kind of the conversation. You agree, right? Like if you switch those guys, the Cowboys win three rings. Yeah, and I think you could do that with a lot of guys. Yeah, because at that time the Cowboys had the best offensive line, arguably the best running back, great wide receiving core, and a defense. It's like great tight end. Yeah, fullback. Great, great fullback. Great fullback. Where did all the fullbacks go? Like, like is Jay Novacek, the best, last great fullback. I'm sorry, did you say Jay Novacek? What was his name? Daryl Johnson, <laughs> the Moose. <laughs> Who is Jay Novacek? He's a tight end. Tight end. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm confused in players. It's okay. It's okay. It's my team. I should know. It wasn't this. that bad. I of should a, know this. No. It wasn't that bad of a fuck no, up. No, no, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. That, YouTube, that, you decide. That is. That is. That's pretty pathetic, though. Because he's a good announcer. 
He's pretty solid. You like the moose? Yeah, I think he's solid. I think they kind of. I think they're. You know, Fox is still trying to figure out. Like I care. You know, you guys know the TC minute is a big deal to me. Like I, I watch a lot of sports. You know, I watch a lot of listen to a lot of sports media. I think I think there's still room for the. Romo has firmly supplanted himself as the as the as to me as the best. Some people think he talks too much. I do. You think he talks too much? I don't like the predictions. It doesn't seem like predictions to me. It seems like him watching game film and saying like it's it's more tendency. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm not. By the way, I'm not anti Romo. This doesn't mean I don't like him. I just I don't like. I don't like when he's like, yeah, I think they're gonna do uh, you know a dive to the right here, and then they do. You're like. Uh, I kind of like to see it play out. No, I don't know. You know, what I, you know what I'm liking as I get older? I'm liking announcers that can let you hear the play on the field. There's no doubt. Like, and that, that all started for me for Pat, you know, Pat Summerall's like the legend for that. Like, but, you know, in, in the broadcast today, I thought Chris Fowler did a nice job of like just letting the tension of the moment be felt by the audience. Yeah. There's no talking. Like, most people who watch sports generally understand the game. So it's like yeah. just just let us cap- capture the sights and sounds of the moment, and um. you know what I appreciated when I watched the final two innings of that no hitter from the Angels. They did that, so I was watching it live, and I don't I couldn't even tell you who the Angels announcers are. Yeah, I don't the, know either. And the only reason I put it on because you know I just yeah. checked me my ESPN app and I was like, oh, they're throwing a perfect game, or I'm sorry, they're throwing a no hitter through seven, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch the last two innings, and. Uh, I thought they did a good job of just letting the the viewer hear the crowd, and especially after the no hitter happened, seeing all the players. And uh, that was a really cool moment. I mean, it was also cool, for, not only the no hitter, but Mike, you know, Mike Trout hitting a you know a bomb early in the game, like like all the things that you know the Angels about the Angels like happened in that moment. It was really it was pretty cool. Did you see all the crazy coincidences with that? Yeah, there was some fluky stuff. I don't, I don't remember them offhand. I was trying to remember them. Like the, it was like the first one since '91, and like it had to do with like the number of years that Tyler Skaggs. Shout out, you know, Tyler. It's Tyler Skaggs, right? That's yeah. His name. It's Tyler Skaggs. He went to Santa Monica High School. Oh, he's local. Yeah, he's a local guy. His mom is the uh, softball coach at Sam High. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So she threw out a dart for an opening pitch. Was that his, was that his mom? Yeah. Did you see it? I, I saw it. it was good. Yeah. It was a great pitch. Yeah. So, obviously, this community felt that t- to a certain degree as well. Um, and there's not a lot of great people coming out of Sam High. So Charlie uh, Sheen? Well, yeah. Didn't he go to Sam High? I'm sure he did. Sorry, I, is your phone on during our conversation? Nah, I, I normally turn it off. I had to retweet something. <laughs> I'm just kidding you. No, it's I'm gonna, off. I want to pour beer number two. You pour beer number two. I want to... Um, Discuss a little Richie Incognito news because that that's important. And the Andy the Andy Ruther uh, rundown is kind of off the wall at times. And my latest fad for random players to embrace is uh, Richie Incognito. I just think it's a circus. It's ridiculous. Now Prano and I discussed six plus weeks ago how in last August. You know, he tried to decapitate. I thought that bit was, uh, I mean, as a, as a person who, you know, is friends with you guys. Prano's Gruden. I thought that bit was awesome. Was I, thought that, I thought that bit was hilarious. I thought that bit was, you know, uh, off the cuff was super funny. That was really well done. Yeah. Shout out Joe. Vintage our boy Joe Prano, yeah. who you can see next week with me in the Bay. 
Okay, we'll circle that and we'll go back to Richie. Richie, Richie Incognito is actually in the Bay Area, right? So he might come to the show. Yeah. Where are you guys doing the show? We're doing them all over. Oakland, San Francisco. Just go to, uh, we have four shows in five nights. And uh, JoePrano.com, AndyRuther.com. I finally up, I finally updated my website. But uh, we'd love to see some Bay Area dirt balls. But what I love is the news broke Friday, Tug, that he was suspended for two days for the NFL per- two, games. two games for personal player conduct. And it's because of the incident of him trying to decapitate his dead father at a funeral home. And I love, this is what I love though. It's not like we're groundbreaking on Dirty Sports, but at times I do feel like we're ahead of the curve on just basic news stories. Like Twitter was losing its mind. He was trending all day and night and they're losing their mind. Like he tried to decapitate and I'm like, where have you guys been? Like we covered this when it happened in August, and then recovered it six weeks ago when he was signed. I, I agree, but it does beg a lot of questions. He tried to chop off a dead man's head, and he caused ruckus at a funeral home, and he gets two games. Like, well, where where do you put that on? Like the, how we're going to give guys games? The guy's already dead. First of all, okay. So let's not let's not get crazy. <laughs> Abusing a dead guy, uh, I mean, does that even warrant, why is that even warrant a, uh, a suspension? Well, he was arrested. Oh, Richie was? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, he was like causing ruckus. Well, you know, you know the NFL is like, uh, you know, you know Jalen Rose, I actually want to make this t-shirt because uh, he kind of made this um, axiom like, like his thing, which is uh, measure twice, cut once. Maybe it's like predicting the Toronto Raptors. He's like, I'm a guy that likes to measure twice and cut once. Like, like basically you wait and wait and wait and you gather all the information and then you make a definitive stance and he was wrong. This to me is like what the NFL does as well. You, you see it right now, not only with Richard Incognito, to your point, this is information we knew a long time ago. Now, this is the first time he's back in the league. I think he took a year off. Yeah. But we're seeing this with Tyree. Oh, oh, he didn't take a year off. No teams were wanting to touch him. But, well, but the Raiders all, were like, yeah, let's do it. Well, the Raiders have always been there. John Gruden was there last year. Um, I th- what, what if they're just assembling people for hard knocks? What if, they're just, what if they knew like months ago and they're like, we, we just, we're going to trade for Antonio Brown. We're going to get Richie Incognito. We know... That we're going to be hard knocks. Gruden's let's, great let's for as, TV. Let's assemble the Voltron of bad players. It's like legit Hollywood casting. Absolutely. It's like assembling a reality TV show. But back to my point, I think like in the NFL is so slow to make these decisions. So obviously, it's obvious you guys probably talked about it years ago or whatever, a year ago, because we, we see with Tyreek Hill, we see with all these guys. It just takes them like it's it's kind of in, in some in some ways it makes sense because. A lot of today's world is very reactionary. Yeah. But the NFL, no, they're still in the the measure. And I'm not a fan of that either. Was. I'm not a fan of the instant reaction without assessing no, something. No, I agree. It's a terrible, it's a terrible way to live your personal life. If you had to predict where Tyreek Hill if, if what what does this season look like? If you had to look into your crystal ball, what do you, what do you think happens to Tyreek Hill this year? Does he play the entire season? Yeah, I think he does. I think he might too. Because like at this point, 
wouldn't they have already suspended him? I, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I don't. I just, it doesn't feel like I feel like the momentum to to suspend this guy has has gone away. Now there's rumblings of a contract extension. It's the yeah. NFL is just absurd. Yeah. Well, I saw the latest tape that was released. Did you see that? Yeah, he like de- definitively like said he was like denying stuff and it's from 2014 where he's like you made stuff up. Yeah. I mean, bro. And and also what's what's the legality of taping people, recording people? I have no idea. Isn't the mayor a liar? Yeah. We should ask him that. Yeah, yell something out the window. He's probably listening. Apparently, it's a fucking dog fiesta out there. Have you heard one of the Andy Ruther uh, old man things that I don't like? That. You got to walk your fucking dogs, dude. People who just take them into the courtyard, I think that is so disrespectful to the animal. Walk your dogs. I agree. So you agree with me on that take? Yeah, I think you should walk your dog. Right? Isn't that, isn't that part of the experience of owning a dog, too? Like, I enjoy walking dogs. I should become a dog walker. You should be a dog walker. What else am I doing with my time? I mean, we were just talking about it. Your your, your past jobs, you should add dog walker. I could. I have the time. <laughs> you definitely have the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time I woke up today. 11.30. 10. Well, it's because, let's, we should talk about this a little bit. You were at the Hammer concert last night. I was. It's a big deal in your life. I know you're a big Hammer guy. First ever, it was a big deal. The first ever music purchase I did with my own money tug was when I was eight years old. I was at the Biggs grocery store in Eastgate on the east side of Cincinnati. And I was a third grader and I... Asked my mom with my own money if I could buy Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. And I bought it. Can you name another track on Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him? Besides You Can't Touch This? Correct. Uh, have You Seen Her? Pray. Oh no, here we go. Uh, Yo Sweetness. Here Comes the Hammer. That's his first track. Um, what am I at there? That's, that's more than enough. Here Comes the Hammer is probably the one I have. I, yeah. Probably could have gotten. So here's what I used to do. This is true. Like, I don't know why you have kids. I don't know why my mom didn't put me on some sort of Ritalin. When I was in the third grade, I used to play that cassette tape. Now, I shared rooms with my older brother, Brad, but when he wasn't there, I used to put the cassette in his cassette player and listen to the whole album on loop. Not just listen, dance by myself. In my room with the door closed like a maniac. My mom would open the door and I, I would just be, you know, like like doing hammer moves. Because you, you, you have so many brothers in your house. Like, did you guys have like locks on the outside of your doors and stuff? Like, no. No. I feel like that's like, it's like a TV, like, mo- like a movie thing where everyone has like the don't come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I used to dance by myself. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Like, I'm talking for, like, a 60-minute album. And then I rapped Too Legit to Quit in the fourth grade spring concert with uh, three of my friends. We each had... It, that song has four verses. Each of us had a verse. So, yeah, last night for me was uh, it's pretty awesome. You would have loved it because it, was, it wasn't just Hammer. It was Tone Loke, Bismarcky, 
Sir Mix-a-Lot, and Young MC. The show lasted three and a half hours. What's the what's the what's the demographic of the crowd? White people from the show was in Orange County. Oh, there you go. White people from Orange County <laughs> and uh, a good percentage of black and Mexican people too. Hmm. And I don't know, they weren't coming from Orange, you know, they weren't in Orange no. County. So it was a d- diverse, I thought I thought it was a pretty diverse show. Uh, How many songs other than Baby Got Back and Bust a Move? Well, that's, this is a, a, a lot. And well, this is a great question. This is a great question. Yeah. I'm glad you asked this. Thank you. I was going to do this on Denton Report, but let's just do it here. Uh, so Tone Loke, he's got his two songs. Right. Yep. Funky Cole Medina and Wild Thing. He's got Funky Cole Medina and Wild Thing. He does those, and then he does a bunch of other rapper songs. So he does like he did uh, Gin and Juice. He did. Uh, he did a couple Dre songs. This this is what these guys had to do, but the crowd loved it. Rap covers. I like it. So rappers doing other rap covers, and then uh, Biz Marquee only has just a friend. Well, he has the vapors. I mean, he has, you know. Okay. He was a little before my time. Yeah. He, uh, same thing. He covered a Prince song. He was just covering songs. It was Did funny. Did he beatbox? Because he's kind of known for that, too. He, he beatboxed, yeah. too. Here's what was interesting. Biz Markey then did Michael Jackson, and the energy just completely changed. Where even I was like, nah, bro, I'm out. Like, uh, sorry, man. I, I, I'm not feeling like I'm one of those guys who like Neverland did it for me. I will not listen to Michael Jackson. So like you could feel the tension in the crowd. Wow. Even in Orange County, I, I feel like Orange County was has no feelings down there. No emotions. <laughs> and then in between acts, which wasn't much time, they would play music. You know, they had a DJ, of course, probably 10 to 12 minutes in between acts. And then they did a Michael Jackson song, too. And I felt the same way. I'm like, no, man. Any, any booze? No, but it's a little different. By the way, Sir Mix-a-Lot was amazing. He's had a couple hits. He also had, uh, he didn't just have Baby Got Back. He had, uh, what was his other big one? God, why am I forgetting the name? Um, he did it last night. Um, I'll look it up for you. God, what was the song? It was about you know, where he's from. He's from Seattle. Um why am I forgetting the other Big Sir Mix-A-Lot song? I feel terrible. I just heard it last night. Broadway. Okay. My posse's on did Broadway. Did give it to you? No, I, just, okay, nice. I just remembered it. Um, he can yeah. rap, dude. Sir no, Mix-a- he's, he's, he's a good, you know. But he sounded good. He can fucking rap. He brought on stage like 50 women from the crowd. Dude, it was a train wreck. I believe that. I'm a little bummed. I didn't get pulled on stage. Yeah, because you're talking about how everyone was taking your photo last night because everyone saw you know your I've, photos on Instagram. I took more photos than I did in my entire life. With other people. People coming up asking. Everybody. Take, yeah. From all different backgrounds. Yeah. I was a little, it's funny, I was a little, like walking in, dude, we live in a weird age with cultural appropriation. And as we're walking in, I say to the mayor and his girlfriend, I'm like, are black people going to look at me like, yo, dude, this ain't cool? Because, because... You, I used to never think about this until this cultural appropriation. I got the big gold chain, the hammer pants. Within seconds, I knew I was going to be cool because a whole group was like, oh my God, look at this. The one guy was like, you got to take pictures. And they were all like, you got to be dancing. I learned instantly 
only embraced by everybody. No one took it as that way. And uh, there was a moment in the show, people were coming up to me. We were eighth row, so we were real close. There was a moment of the show uh, where this dude comes up to me. I'm I'm four seats in on the eighth row, and uh, he's going, come here, come here, come here. And apparently my face lit up. Everybody in our section thought, oh, this is to bring you on stage at a certain point. And uh, no, it was just some random black dude who was like, you need to be on stage now. And it was just him telling me that. Yeah. And I was bummed. Yeah. So what Hammer did for the last song was he brought on stage like 100 people. But he did an encore with his best song. Yeah. He did. I didn't like how he did it. Hammer played the most. He did about an hour. An hour? An hour. An hour of a Hammer is crazy. By the way, he can still move, dude. I, well, I believe that, but an hour? He's 57. He's still Unbelievable Hammer to do still, an hour. Hammer still has a whole posse of, I'm talking... At any given st- moment, 10 to 20 dancers on stage. Choreographed dance moves. Hammer went into the crowd multiple times. But Hammer goes on stage for the last song, and I was bummed. I walk out, and I'm like, to the security, I'm like, dude, well, where are these people? He's like, they were picking people throughout the show. And I'm like, I'm the only one dressed up. And then for the front row, people saw me. So, it was, you know, it was only seven rows up, and they were like, they were like, come join us in security. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, So I got to be in the front row at the end, but I was pretty bummed. I didn't get to go up there, which whatever. It is what it is. I mean, I had fun. Took a lot of pictures. If you go on my Instagram, I, I did my own dance party in the parking lot. It was pretty great. I had a blast. Three and a half hour concert, that's, dude. That's, that's too much. Because I like all those guys. I listen to their songs, but by the... Three half hours for for five songs is crazy to me. It's wild. That's nuts. And this is what you do, guys. This we we are now officially in in the dog days of summer. <laughs> like there is nothing going on right now, other than can we just a little quick recap of you know of the claw from 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 Wednesday Thursday we're, night. We're recapping a past show. I do have some stuff on the rundown. We are going to do some dirt ball calls. Yeah, let's do it because I mean we're we're, we're for those of us who care about golf, the big, you know, the last major of the year is next week at Royal Portrush, which is pretty cool because it's in Ireland for the first time ever. It's like, it's like a top 10 course that no one's really ever seen. So we got that. And after that, we got training camp in a couple weeks. So we're really like, we're hurting a little bit right now. Are you feeling it? Yeah, it's a chance to go out and enjoy the summer. Go to, go to Hammer Bismarcky. Go to Hammer Bismarcky. Go to the beach a little bit. Yeah. You know, go to the lakes. You guys out there, and go, you know, go to the lakes. I embrace it. I embrace it because of that point of like it's the one time of the year where you don't have to worry about it. Like I was genuinely, this is going to sound crazy, and I was texting you and Prano, of course. I was genuinely bummed when I got to the beach and the Anthony Davis trade happened because I just wanted to sit on the beach and relax. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Now I gotta like see what's going, you know, because now I gotta I, I gotta be on my phone. Yeah. Well, in fairness, like pre July one and around July one is like a real deal. Like that's like yeah, that's, that's a huge day in the NBA. But now we've gone through the trades. Maybe Chris Paul going somewhere is like the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about Anthony Bennett going somewhere, which is a big deal. Well, well, this is the reason I put this Anthony Bennett thing on the rundown. <laughs> he signed with the Rockets. Rockets. For those of you who don't know, because he's been in the uh, the G League the last few years, 
He's the 2013 number one overall pick for the Cavs. First ever Canadian number one overall pick. There's a fun fact for everybody. He played at UNLV. He's arguably the biggest number one bust of all time. I'd have to agree with that. I mean, I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's disputable, to be honest. It's either him or Kwame Brown. I would put him number Kwame one. Brown played for a long time in the league. Like He, he was never like a dominant player. Yeah, but he, he but he played in the league for several years. I mean, Anthony Bennett was out, has been out of the league. Yeah, and you brought up the idea of the 2013 draft being not very good. I looked it up today, and bro. I, I, well, I agree with you. We can compare drafts, but but nothing. I, I have a I have a year that beats it. You have a year that beats it. I just yeah. want to read the 2013 NBA draft. I've argued this is one of the worst drafts of all time, and I'll tell you why he's he's wrong. Okay, as soon as you're done. And and then you might come at me with one because this is just I'm just saying yeah. it's up there. I'm just going to read the picks, not the teams in order. This was the 2013 NBA draft picks, starting at number one: Anthony Bennett, Victor Oladipo, Otto Porter, Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller went fourth. Alex Len, Nerlens Noel, Ben McLemore, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Dude, when I saw that. I forgot that he was a top 10 pick. I forgot that he's only been in the league for six years. He feels like one of those dudes that's been in the league since 2004. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, probably because the, the, he was playing under house arrest. Yeah. He just has a ridiculous story. Number nine, Trey Burke. Number 10, CJ McCollum. Number 11, Michael Carter-Williams. 12, Steven Adams. 13, Kelly Olnick. 14, Shabazz Muhammad. 15, Giannis. Giannis was 15th. 16, Lucas... I don't know. Tough for Celtics fans. I mean, I, I love Kelly Olynyk, and he played great in some playoff games, uh, you know, in, in his tenure with the Celtics. But yeah, to to, to not take Giannis. I mean, a lot of teams passed on Giannis, but like wow, you know, Schroeder, Schroeder seventeen was, there, was not bad. R- Rudy Gobert is is in the back half of the first uh, first. But round. Shane Larkin's not in the NBA. He's eighteen. He, he came back in this year, I think, actually. He played with the Celtics and had, had a good little stint after being no, overseas. Then he went. He's been overseas the last. I think he came years. back. I think he's, he's looking to sure? come back. Yeah. Well, he was he was looking to come back this year. I think he signed somewhere. Anyway, Colbert's twenty seven. But dude, let me just. I mean, these some of these picks. Who who's a worse draft than this? I'm saying of these of these top twenty picks. Here's the guys who've been good: Oladipo, McCollum. I mean, Steven Adams is a good player. Steven Adams is good. He's number 12 good? Steven Adams is definitely number 12 good. Okay. Giannis, of course. If you get somebody that, that pans out in the back half of your lottery, that's a good... Like, I think people understand... The NBA... The way the NBA works is, like, the lottery... Not, not everyone in the lottery is good. Yeah. Like, the, the top... The top, what, three picks of this draft, of this past draft, 2019, are supposed to be legit. Zion... Uh, uh, ja and R.J. Barrett. Yeah. After that, it's sort of a it's sort of a crapshoot. Yeah. Like they may be great, they may be not. Like there's there's not a lot of like lock players in the NBA. There's a handful. So if you get Stephen Adams, at tw- Stephen Adams is a great pick. At okay. Twelve. Let me tell you about the worst draft. I can't wait to hear this. Now, some this is a little bit back in time, but some of you may know this: the 2000 draft. I can't wait to hear this. Now, Kobe 
that would have been Kobe's year. Kobe went in '96 because he was. It was high high schools were you know players were still allowed to go early. There were three all stars ever out of this draft. The entire draft. The entire draft. Three all stars at two rounds. Correct. Kenyon Martin. Oi. Jamal McGlure. McGlure went second. No, no, no. I'm just talking about the All-Stars. Oh. He went 19th. The last All-Star is the 43rd overall pick, Michael Red. That's it. That's I, the All-Stars. I bet from- you I can name this draft. Hold on. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I hop in? Yeah. Kenyon went number one. Yep. That's when he had broken his leg playing for Cincinnati against my alma mater, St. Louis U. The Ruther curse. Wait, wait. Is that a preemptive Ruther curse? It might have been. Cincinnati ranked number one in the country. My hometown. Projected, I believe they had three draft picks. Let's see if I'm right on this. They had DeMar Johnson, I think went ninth to the Hawks. Mm, Sixth. Sixth to the Hawks? Yep. Did Ruben Patterson get drafted too? I'm uh, I'm I'm looking. I know he was he actually played in the league for a minute, but uh, I don't see him in the top early ones. Might have been a different year. Maybe it was a different year. Yeah, but they had a squad. They definitely did. He he barely played. Demar Johnson. He was six. He he had like a car wreck or something. All he right. bar- you ready for this draft? Yeah, let's let's read it. Kenyon number one. Kenyon Martin number one. Stromile Swift from LSU number two. Stromile Darius Miles. Number three out of high school. East St. Louis. East St. Louis. Marcus Pfizer out of Iowa State. Number four. Jesus. Mike Miller from Florida. The first guy with some real longevity. Well, I was going to say. Decent. Five. Damar Johnson. Chris Mim. Jamal Crawford. Hold on. Chris Mim from Texas? Correct. Jamal Crawford, eight. Okay. Jamal Crawford's never been an all-star? Apparently not. Well... You gotta include that though, even though he's never been an All Star. I'm saying like he, the guy who panned out. The best player in your draft is Jamal Crawford. Like that's what are we, what are we talking about? You're, you're saying Prano loves Jamal Crawford. Yeah, but he's not. He's not Giannis. Where would he go to school? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Joe Prisbilla, Kenyon Dooling, Keon Dooling. Jesus. Jerome Moiso, Eton Thomas from Syracuse, Mateen Cleves, Michigan State. Yeah. Finally, Hito Turkaloo actually had you know did did okay in our career, but like this is the worst draft of all time. This it's, is a bad it's draft. The worst. I agree. Draft. I agree. Of all time, I'm actually looking for other players that like. It's a bad Michael, draft. Brian Cardinal, the janitor, <laughs> number forty four overall. Scooney Pen fifty seven. I mean that's it's a, it's the worst draft of all time. Where was he? Boston College. Yeah. So, 2013 is not great, and because it was, it was supposed to be, you know, it's not great. And people had doubts about Anthony Bennett when he when he was going number one overall. It was sort of a surprise, you know. At least Victor Oladipo, before he hurt himself this year, had like really, you know, he became a real piece. Like Indiana was like doing stuff. Yeah. So, you know, good on Anthony Bennett. You know, I root for the Anthony Bennett's of the world because you know I see myself in those guys. Guys who like have unfilled, unfulfilled potential, just you know, circling, looking for that opportunity. I am Anthony Bennett. Maybe that's the uh, we are all witnesses. I that I'm witness to Anthony Bennett. Can we get a Photoshop? I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> Please do. Of Tug Coker 
on Anthony Bennett's body. Can you do that? You know the face turn when they, when they turn from one person into another? I want Anthony Bennett's face to turn into my face. I don't know. Do we have the technology for that? <laughs> Nick D'Alessandro. Like, what are you doing, man? Get to work, bro. Is Zion already injury prone? Um, Why did he play? Did you see what Coach K said? He said he should not have played, right? Yeah, Coach K is like, dude, you're not in basketball shape. You're busy doing all this SBs and Nike stuff. Your focus has been not on basketball. He wasn't knocking. He's just saying like he shouldn't have played because he's got all the first draft pick stuff going on in his life. I mean, but first overall draft picks have been playing in that. It's been a few months removed from that like like fluky leg injury he had. But that's what I'm saying. Why why is New Orleans taking any chances? Summer league's like a week. Why even take that chance? I feel like I feel like both parties are like, are you good to go? Let's do it. I mean, like, I don't yeah. think there's any reason for them not. I, like, we came in. Th- you look at his body, you're like, oh, God, you're not in great shape. But you kind of see that with Zion all the time. Like, him being him playing in Duke shape versus out of shape wasn't that big a difference. You know, he's, a, you know, I don't want to say he's lumpy, but, you know. He's, he's what they call thick. Yeah. That girl's thick. But, uh, yeah, he should have played. I mean,. I think I, his his body is like the girls that were dancing with Sir Mix-a-Lot on stage. <laughs> the, the thing about Zion that we, you know you need to pay attention to is he he relies so much on his athleticism that if that is if that starts to you know fall apart a little bit he's done. It's not great. No, he's done. So maybe from that standpoint, like oh, we either need to develop this guy or we need to not play him until we absolutely need him. Yeah, that's what I would do. Can't play the guy until he's fully healthy, man. But follow a little bit of the NBA, you know, of the of the summer league. I know RJ RJ Barrett was kind of getting. Not, he didn't play great the first couple of days. Um, I think he started. You know, he's he's shooting a lot, so I like to see that turn around. Cause I, I, I really like Jaw from that class. Did he Did he play in the spring? I didn't see him in the summer league. I didn't see him if he did. I just like Ja. Well, the one game we watched together during the, the, the 12 hours of March Madness, he was he crushed it. 12. So you basically lived on my couch. I did. I want to live here. Now, there's been talk. Uh, I was actually talking about it last night. Is there room? Do I add a third TV before NFL season? Yeah. Is there room, though? I've done the measurements. I've literally done the measurements. That's a 55-inch TV. The one above it's a 40-inch I might have to go with two thirty twos. I don't know if there's enough room. That's a small wall. But you're you're all for it. You're like get a third TV. I think it's. I mean, I think it'd be amazing. You know. You know. Uh, the, you know. My wife and I are a part of an ownership that have a wine bar, and we don't have a TV in there. I'm I'm, I'm kind of a big believer in not having TVs at restaurants because yeah, yeah, yeah it takes I like away that. from the experience. However. However, L- dude, the sports world, the center of the sports world right now is L.A. Why do you say that? Dodgers are World Series bound again. Oh, you heard it here first. Look, maybe someone, uh, you know, look, it comes down to pitching, but like they're, they're, they, they struggled a little bit. Out, they kind of they kind of smell themselves a little bit right now coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah. But... They should get to the World Series. Okay. So you have them. You have the Clippers and the Lakers. Yeah. Being awesome. That's 
you know, that's three teams. Rams should be good. Rams are in the Super Bowl last year. Chargers, Chargers should, be are, good. should be good. You know, LAFC, according to Shabelli, dominant. Yeah. Um, you know, you always have USC and UCLA, like, uh, and then, you know. Center of the sports world. To me, like the Clippers, Lakers, Dodgers, people, Rams, people from Chargers Bo- is a big deal. People it's, from Boston are losing probably, their Probably, you, know, you know, look. Boston's pretty. Boston's up there, but LA, LA just seems to be hot. And everyone, who's not going to turn in to watch like the Clippers or or the Lakers with AD? Like it just seems like it's the it's the 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 you know the the, the it kids of the moment. Right I think now. the Rams take a step back this year. Well, you know, it's a nice take, but like you see that every year with teams that try to make it this. You know, the, the losers of the Super Bowl historically have down years the year after they get there. Yeah. So not just that; it's McVay's third year. I think people catch up on him a little. Yes, bit. I think people catch up on him a little. Um, the Gurley situation with his injury. I don't think, think Gurley matters at all. I think okay. Gurley, they, they 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 signed uh, Darrell Henderson uh, or, or they, they they drafted Darrell Henderson. It's like everyone's talking about. If you guys follow fantasy stuff, you know there was an early buzz about this guy being like a huge, like sleeper pick. You have my what's my what was the white receiver's name that we got hurt last year? He's coming back. Oh, I like him. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Why is my memory? Yeah, you're. But so, so they should have, the, you know, that, that, that those nice pieces back. It's a, so. it's a marijuana short-term memory loss, bro. Cooper. Cooper no. Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. There it is. Yeah. So the question is, it's the same thing with NFL's funny because, and I'm like, the Patriots are awesome, best organization in the game. They do benefit from the fact that the other teams in their division are terrible. Every year. So some of the question is how much is the NFC West going to improve? You got to expect the Niners to be better if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy. That's what I'm saying. And and you know everybody's like, oh, dude, dude. I think the I think the Seattle's going to take a step back this year. Well, my take on that is kind of my take on a lot of things. Until until they have a losing season, they've never had one under Carroll and Russell Wilson together. Yeah, but I think like I think I think they're going to start to think like, what's the point of having these middle of the road seasons I, I don't know some eight and eights some seven and nines interested in arizona this year they've, they've never the the least amount of games they've won under that duo is nine games they've never even gone eight and eight well the, 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 this is the year okay this is the year they go eight and eight whatever their win total is this year we're going to take the under on the seahawks And the Cardinals, Cardinals are very intriguing. Although I might want to take that after seeing some of Russell Wilson's, uh, was it his Snapchat or Instagram when he was doing like those chick face, those like dog filters. I don't follow Russell Wilson on Instagram. I don't either. But, but, it, don't, but don't, it, don't pretend like you do. But it became news. Is it it? Okay. I've always said Russell Wilson is a, uh, he's a cuck in real life. He's a cheddar dick. The last thing on your... Uh that's actually the last thing on the No, rundown. your breakdown is the last thing is Mike Vrabel. Are we really going to discuss this? My only question is, what would you do What would you do that for? Mike Vrabel, if you guys didn't see this, he said that he would cut off his penis to win a Super Bowl with the Titans. He told TMZ... No, he didn't tell... This is TMZ's story. Of course he didn't. He was on... He uh, TMZ. <laughs> he called TMZ... Uh, what was he doing? He was on some radio show. 
Obviously, he's joking, but right? It was a podcast. Bussin' with the boys. Shout out to those guys. He said he's been married 20 years. Oh, I, this, is, this, is a, this is a half uh, uh, Tennessee Titan. Um, Tyler Lawan, I think, actually is, is half of this podcasting team. And before you answer this question, it's very interesting to me. Apparently, the Eagles. Yeah, Taylor Lawan. Yeah, have, have, Eagles now have like nine podcasts. With that are that are team or player related, really? Yeah. Like, do you, do you do you? I mean, obviously, you're a guy who follows podcasts very closely. Do you feel like podcasts for teams and stuff and players is like the future? Are we going to see this a bunch? Guys going to answer their own question, not not dealing with the press. They're going to start. Do you foresee a world where players like I'm not going to talk to media. You you'll have to tune into my podcast. I love it. On Monday, I kind of like it. Question. It, gi- it gives the players control. Absolutely. What a world we're going to live in when like f- 10 years from now, 5 years from now, all 53 players are like, no questions. You'll hear from me tomorrow. And by the way, that inter- that when you're gonna- if you want to hear from me about the domestic abuse charge, you'll hear from me uh, after the Harry's Razor ad. Like, like, like they're going to be like, yeah, exactly. he, he's going to be like, yo, I'm going to get to the domestic abuse. But if I told you about SeatGeek... And SeatGeek's like, ugh. Yeah, they're like, ah, I don't know, that's a good placement. <laughs> I did use SeatGeek last night, though. Absolutely. Guess how, guess how cheap I got tickets for, Hammer. You're not, not going to believe. Eighth row at the Five Point Amphitheater on SeatGeek. $34. Guys, I actually felt bad for Hammer. I wanted to have a donation jar to the crowd. Can we get Hammer more money? We've got to split that like four or five ways. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and these guys got some posses. So, uh, guys, if you haven't used SeatGeek, I don't know what you're waiting on. I saw a bunch of Dirtballs have used it recently. Tug, they were sending me screenshots, which means I get to send them two, not one, but two Dirty Sports koozies. Dirtballs, use SeatGeek. It's such a great app that it has over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's how good the app is. And it rates seats on a scale of 1 to 10. Makes it very easy to use. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And if you're in the San Francisco area, I'll just say it right now. Joe and I will be going to the New York Mets San Francisco Giants Thursday night game. Get those tickets on SeatGeek. And uh, the last time Joe and I went to a Giants-Mets game in San Francisco was two years ago of the infamous uh, Fat Jason Kid, which turned into the Watch Prano Watch Baseball. <laughs> Do you know about this? No. Dirtball Jason Kid, who we, we deemed Fat Jason Kid, uh, and he's embraced it, so thank you. Uh, we, we realized during the game that we had a dirt ball watching us watch baseball. I turned around and I said, Prano, I think there's a dirt ball about 10 rows up. And he's like, how do you know? I go, he's wearing a Bill Walton Pyramid of Success t-shirt and he's watching us watch baseball. <laughs> the dirt balls are an interesting group. They're the best. Texas is going to be crazy. They're the best. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to talk to my wife and see about me getting over there. Oh, my God. We'll see. Unbelievable. We'll see. I'm having a conversation just about, what, five, ten minutes. Uh, amazing. You want to do a couple dirtball calls? Knock out the uh, Let's do it. Knock out the show? Yeah. Throw on those headphones, Mr. Coker. 
and we will uh, we'll wrap it up with some dirtball calls. I am going to. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna play the intro song. I'm gonna do it today. We haven't done it for a minute. First of all, I gotta be plugged in. Gotta do that. Very, very amateur hour esque. Here we go. All right, let's try it again. As I kill your ear. I'm a disaster. How long did it take for you to make this song? Uh, Beverly Dylan Mata made it actually. He he sampled it together. It's old school. Pretty incredible. Uh, all right. So the first call we have is uh, let's go to let's go to Cincinnati. Let's go to uh, let's go to Freezy. Yeah, um, Cincy. I just wanted to just talk a little bit about and ask you guys' opinion, which I really I hope I know your opinion on it, of advancing on a past the the new rule that. Uh, the MLB is kind of testing, I guess, in the Atlantic League of advancing on a passed ball regardless of the count. So if a, you know, a ball gets away from the catcher or something and it's a 1-0 count, well, the runner can try and you know steal first. The, the batter can try and steal first, um, which it might be the single dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Um, I, I hope we get a Prano ran out of this because it's the fucking dumbest shit ever. Like, dumbest. Other, maybe the three batter bedroom is terrible, but this is a whole new level of just ridiculous. If this passes, I mean, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, thanks, guys. Uh, peace. Well, Freezy, appreciate the call. Now, obviously, Joe probably would do a nice ramp. You need to save this one for for Proprano because I, I can't do this one justice, and Joe knows this more intimately than I do. Well, they're 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 in the Atlantic League. They're doing a lot of different rules. You're saying you're, he's saying because I'm not up to date with this. Yeah. He's saying if there's a pass ball, that, that's an opportunity for the for the 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 hitter, the batter. No, I thought he's saying the runner automatically gets second. But he said the batter could steal first. How do you steal first? Oh yeah, I did see this. It's saying he can advance the first. Like he doesn't have to finish his at bat. He can just run straight to first. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like cricket. It feels like it's closer to cricket. It's like it's like the XFL. I don't, I don't even like, know what cricket is, but well, you know the do you know the Atlantic League? They have uh, they were using robot umps. Yeah. Did you see the bad strike call? I didn't see it. Did you but see I, this? I heard it. Yeah. They you dude this called third strike. I saw it. It was news in the last like day. It was like the worst. It was clearly a ball. It was like high. You gotta save this one for Prano. I, I look. I literally can hear Prano yelling from Tahoe. I'm sure. Kill yourself. <laughs> I can sure. I'm sure he's saying kill yourself right now. I, I I don't know. Put that one back on the board. Okay. Save it for him. Okay. I, I don't want to crush. I don't want to. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to say anything. Other than I want to go to one of these games. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let's. Uh, let's save it for Freezy. Okay. Save it for Freezy. I'll I'll keep it. I'll keep yeah, it. Yeah. Let's do another call. Hey, what's up, boys? It's Koopmeyer down in Orange County. I just wanted to thank Ruther um, for everything. I am basically going to pull out a second mortgage on my house and put it on the Clippers going to the NBA Finals after he was so declarative that they, I mean, would never get there. So uh, stay strong with the Ruther Dent. Keep crushing them beers. Joe, let's go fucking hit some surf, maybe catch an Angels game, you know. 
we still got we still got to hit the strip club down here. You guys, you haven't done the strip club tour of Orange County yet. We've been talking about that for a while now. But uh, anyways, stay dirty. Fuck yeah, let's go Clippers, baby. Ooh, thank you, Kookmeyer. So you're saying uh, the Clippers are definitely going to make it to the finals and win because it's it's funny you said you know what you know what else I got a text today from Joe's because ma- Joe's manager is in Tahoe. You know, this, it's a casino he's performing at. She texted me a screenshot. She put money on the Clippers as well. She texted me, "This is because of your prediction." So like now, wow. So, wow. so now I have people risking money. On going the opposite of what I say, it's basically it's you know it's the it's the like you said the anti minus touch, yeah everything you t- touch dies. So, what was our caller's name? Kookmeyer. Kookmeyer. Listen, ordinarily I would say I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I I I still lean the bet we talked about last week that a team outside of California is more likely to win the finals. However, because you put the stink on them. The anti-stink. I like that bet a lot. Um, really? And I really believe in Kawhi as being a special, special player. I mean, every, um, you know, he, he had a chance to beat the Warriors a few years ago before they put the the, the Zaza on him. So I'm not I'm not going to doubt him now, that's for sure. Um, I will say this. If he's inviting people to the Orange County Strip Club tour, I li- I li- I'd at least like the um, – Invitation, you would. Yeah, just just to, it's a research for this this newest. Project I've been I've been to on. one strip club in Orange County. It's the one next to Angel Stadium. I believe it's Fritz's. I was very intoxicated at the time. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing to do. You leave the Angels game and you're like, you've been down there, right? Have you not? Have you been to an Angels game? I have. Yeah. You know, you leave the Angels game, and for people who don't know, it's just it's just the middle of nowhere. You leave the Angels game, and no lie, your options are Fridays. There's a TGI Fridays there, a strip club. Like, what am I doing? Well, I mean, I, as good as those, <laughs> as good as those potato skins yeah. sound. <laughs> like, like, what are your options leaving the Angels game? Yeah. You're like, uh, I could get you know a two for twenty, or I could get some, uh, or I could get two breasts in my face for twenty bucks. Like, what are you doing? I used to go to a bunch of Angels games um, when I first moved here. I worked for uh, uh, for marketing for Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Ah, and I used to drive the uh, the newest cars out um, around to get to games and like put them, put them in you know certain places and then people try to yeah. sign up to win you know stuff. So yeah, I went and saw a few Angels games. What do you think of that stadium? I think it's very lame. Yeah, it's kind of it got, it's got like a Disney feel to it, you know, with the, the you know center field kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, I think it's so corny. I'd actually I'd put Angel Stadium. As far as atmosphere, vibe, the whole thing, I easily lower ten in Major League Baseball. I haven't been to enough, but I mean, it's just hard to beat the classics. It's hard to beat Dodger Stadium. I mean, it doesn't. Way. Yeah, that's offensive. You know, Dodger Stadium for me is is easily top five. Yeah, it's easier to get into Angel Stadium than Dodger. Dodger Stadium is just brutal to get into. I mean, and, you, you know this as well as I do. It's like and leaving and leaving is awful. Although I usually go to games on time, so it's pretty easy. That's true. I tried to go early to a playoff game last year, and I was late because of the traffic. I mean, it was a day game, uh, and I, we left like two hours, and it was just the traffic was just a crawl. Yeah. But uh, anyway, to, just to, to circle back to the, the – I like the Clippers. If I had a bet between the Clippers and the Lakers right now, I would bet the Clippers just because I like the the 
the defensive pieces of the Clippers. I don't. I don't. I'm curious to figure out how the Lakers are going to stop people right now. Gotten a huge argument the other day. I was getting my haircut about the Clippers. Not even an argument. I was discussing how Trippy was, you know, taking taking the uh, July Fourth hair. How could you not invite Trippy to a uh, hammer? That's rude. It's a good point. I should have invited Trippy. Should have. He he would have been. He would have been on. He's going to see your Instagram post and, and be yeah be upset. But one of the guys who popped in the shop used to be a coach, used to be a, an assistant coach at Hawaii. Apparently, he knows Coach K. I literally because Trippy's like, "Yo, man, he knows Coach K." <laughs> and, <laughs> just to, no one even brings it up. He's that's just like the thing. And I could tell he felt awkward. Like Trippy, Trippy's not exactly a big sports guy. He kept saying, "Show your picture with Coach K, man." So the guy finally is like, "Okay," and he just pulls out, you know, on his phone. He's got a picture with him and Coach K, and uh, he got defensive though. He was arguing with me. He wasn't arguing. I was like, I was like, ah, Clippers probably have a better lineup on paper. And he's like, do they? And he was claiming Paul George is hurt. Do we know this? I don't. I don't. He's I claiming this dude. I forget his name. This dude at the barbershop. This is the most barbershop shit ever. It really is. This dude at the barbershop was telling me Paul George is going to miss half the season because of his shoulder. There is. There was some torn labrum stuff out there. Yeah, about Paul George. Um doesn't matter. Everyone's load managing right now, so who cares? Everyone's just kind of setting up for the for the playoffs. But you got you know you got to like Kawhi. You got to like Paul, Paul George when he's healthy. You got to like Patrick Beverly playing defense. I mean, there's some really nice defense. I mean, it's gonna be tough to score on this. Yeah, team, so. that's what I say. Um, so I, I, I like the bet. But what do we got? My wife's texting me. Let's 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 wrap this up. Let's let's get the uh, let's get this call. Then we'll wrap it up. Hey, what's up, Joe and Andy? This is Mark from Chicago. Um, met up with you. Real quick, why does when everybody calls, they're in a tunnel? <laughs> Somebody's on the road. He's like, ah, I'm just fucking in a bunker. Okay, let me continue. Andy, last fall when I was going to Tokyo, but um, just wanted to chime in and say, hey, show's great. Uh, my question is, earlier in the week, or actually last weekend, Sox were playing Cubs. There's a big fight at Sox Park, and... Uh, the crowd was chanting, Jerry, 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 as in Jerry Springer. Uh, going back to the discussion of governors and whatnot and owners, is, I think uh, with the late 70s, early 80s, Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati. So, Andy, if you can have your uh, father, Walt, provide us with uh, a little bit of feedback as to uh, his opinion of the, of the tenure of the uh, Springer mayoralness. Anyway, that's all. These boys, uh, condoms are for Cubs fans, um, but they all have AIDS, so Whoa. I guess condoms are for else. Made that call count. Uh, shout out to Mark. Yeah, I met him. He uh, he bought me tacos across the street at Takaya on his way to Tokyo. Here? Yeah. Amazing. He, he had a layover, and uh, he bought me tacos, and then he, and then he literally then flew to Japan. Didn't allow him inside the spot studio, though. I think I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, he, he had a big suitcase. I'm like, dude, what, are you lugging this around Venice? Like, throw it in my apartment. Incredible. You know, I'm not I'm not that big of a savage. Now, now a lot of people don't know this. Yes, Jerry Springer, the infamous Jerry Springer, is the former mayor of Cincinnati. It's before my time. I'm actually looking it up now. Uh, he was the mayor in 19... He was like the city council in 1971, and... Uh, as the mayor, 
He resigned. I, I knew this. He resigned after he got a prostitute because of a uh, a check. <laughs> he had a check for a hooker. Springer, Springer, Jerry. You can't make Jerry. this up. But but for me, I always knew people, before he had his television show, he was the big time news anchor after that in Cincinnati. And so you, saw, you saw him uh, on your television? Every day, dude. So, so this is what's so crazy. People don't realize this. So Jerry Springer, he was on Channel 5 um, in Cincinnati. And the thing about him was he always had his commentary. I think, it, like, you see how he does it at the end of the shows? Right, right. He brought that from his news thing where he would always have good commentary. And then he started doing, he started, while he was still a news anchor, he started doing his talk show, which he recorded in Chicago. He started doing that, and then it just, I mean, you know this. When, when did it just take off? The 90s? Yeah. He just became massive. It was huge. And that's why it's so funny to think that he's the he was a mayor. That that's why that's why when people lose their mind over and I know it's the president, it's different. But that's why when people are like Trump's the president, I'm like Jerry Springer was the mayor of an entire city. Like, I'm just saying, like nothing ever surprises me with politics. You need and, to, you need to call Walt and ask him what it, what that tenure was like, though. And I just record it. Walt's gonna bitch because Walt's a big Republican and Jerry's a Democrat. Was Jimmy was Jerry a Democrat? Yeah, and that's the thing. The Democrats were trying to get him to run for Senate as recent as the last ten years wow. for the state of Ohio because they know people would vote for him. Yeah, yeah. he's a big Democrat. That's crazy. <laughs> should, I, should I record Walt? Get him on the phone? Why not? It's the dog days of summer. There ain't no sports being talked about right now. Dad, what do you think of Jerry Springer as our mayor? Oh God! Goddamn liberals and their taxes. <laughs> Tug, I know you got you got a dinner date with the wife. You know what? Let's get you out of I'm here. Glad we can make this work, though. I wanted to recap our, you know, from part two of the of the the white claw challenge. I see. I see comments in the YouTube. Slept like four or five hours. I was. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I got up like five thirty next morning. I was a little hungover. I don't know if it was because of the white claw or is this because my hours are just terrible. It's probably but, the White Claw. Well, I've come to the conclusion on the White Claw. I see 99% of the people defending it is who I exactly thought. And I hate to pigeonhole it, but I'm going to because that's what I see. White young millennials. This yeah. is, you, you added yourself with a picture of Zima and a, a Jolly Rancher. I did. I mocked myself. It's just the, you know, it's just, it's just the time. Man. It's just and, what it and is. And that's why I did that, see? I knew somebody had a picture of me, which I did that as a joke, I posted that on Twitter of me drinking Zima at age 18. That was the point, guys. You do, you, you don't, and you mocked it at the time, but they don't, they don't have a good palate at that age. I almost, I, I stopped my way over here to um, maybe potentially bring over some more, uh, you know, seltzer beverages. Yeah, because because Joe put a picture on Twitter yesterday of the Corona. I wanted to buy singles. Like, that oh, was a Corona. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Corona seltzer. Okay. There's also a bunch of um, some smearing off in a can, so maybe we'll maybe you know when Joe comes back we'll do a part two of this of the malt liquor seltzer beverages out in the world. All right. Um, I just want to thank you, Tug. You always come in. You always kill it, guys. He's 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 a busy man. He's a family man. He's got two kids. He's got a dinner date with his wife, and he still came in to give us an hour and fifteen minutes of yeah, his time. Yeah, I'm late. I'm you know because I want to hang out and talk sports, but there's not there's, the sports season is it's just the worst right now. My, my wife just sent me a picture of a cocktail she's having at the bar, 
And I'm here with you guys and gals. I believe the caption says we're getting a divorce under here. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Pay for preschool yourself. Well, the good news is uh, you're going to have a little break. I'm going to be on the road here with Joe up north. The next two shows, we will have no YouTube, but we will have, of course, audio. We'll be doing shows from uh, San Francisco. You know, look, I, I'm excited for you guys. You guys got a great next uh, six weeks plan for the summer. Uh, as always, thanks to all the dirt balls for hanging in with me when I'm jumping on and doing the White Claw Challenge. Uh, and uh, good luck up in, in Northern California, my man. Thank you. Guys, you can, uh, again, see those shows. Go come see us live. A lot of them are free at Joe Prano or AndyRuther.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Dirty Sports. Same thing on Instagram. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. You can follow my guy over here, Tug, at Tug Coker. Instagram and Twitter. That's right. And if you send a uh, iTunes review or a screenshot of using any of our promo codes, I will send you some koozies. Okay, Dirtballs, that is the show. Like Tug said, you good point. We got a lot happening here in the next six weeks. We're taking over Texas. Good things going on. So, Dirtballs, thanks for the support. We will be back on Thursday. That's right, with Joe Prano from the Bay. All right, Dirtballs, have a great week. And most importantly, stay dirty.